It was later that day when I checked in on the captain with some medicine Dr. Livesey had left us. He was very much as we left him, and was the weakest I ever remember seeing him. Come here, Jim. You're the only one worth anything here. And I've always been good to you, I have. And now you see, mate, I'm pretty low. And deserted by all but yourself. Now, Jim, you'll bring me one noggin of rum, won't you? Well, the doctor said... Damn that good-for-nothing doctor! <laughs> ah, doctors is all swabs. And that doctor there, why, what does he know about seafaring men? I've been in places hot as pitch, had mates dropping round with Yellow Jack, and the land heaving like the sea with earthquakes, and I lived on rum alone, I tell you. What does your doctor know of that, hmm? I, I don't know, sir. It's meat and drink and man and wife to me. If I'm not having my rum, I'm a poor old hulk on an abandoned shore. And my blood'll be on you, Jim. And that fool doctor. Look, Jim. Look how my fingers fidget. I can't keep them still. And I haven't had a drop on this day. Jim, I see horrors, Jim. I've seen some of them already. I've seen old Flint standing in the corner there behind you. I've had a right hard life, Jim. And if I have to see those horrors, I'll raise Cain. Your own doctor said that one glass wouldn't hurt. So here, I'll give you a gold piece just for a glass, Jim. I want none of your money, but for what you owe my mother. I'll get you your one glass, but no more. Aye, aye, oh, Jim. Oh, that's better. And now, matey. How long am I to lie here on this berth? Dr. Livesey said you should stay settled for a week, at the least. Ah! Thunder! A week? I can't do that. They'll have the black spot on me by then. The lubbers is going to get wind of me this blessed moment to nail what is another's. Is that seaworthy behaviour I want to know? Hmm? I, I, I don't know. A week. But I'm a saving soul. I never wasted good money, nor lost it. And I'll trick him again. <laughs> Here now, Jim. Help me up from this mess. But, sir, the doctor... Up now, I say. Ah! <coughs> ah! Doctor's done me. My ears is singing. <sighs> Jim, you saw that seafaring scoundrel today. Black dog? Aye, black dog. He's a right bad one. But there's worse than him to put upon. Now, if I can't get away no-how, and they slip me the black spot, then you get on a horse. You can ride, can't you? It's my old sea chest thereafter. Right, you get on a horse, and you go to that doctor, and tell him to get all the magistrates and such, and lay him aboard the Admiral Benbow in. And old Flint's men, man and boy, all that's left will be there. I was Flint's first mate. I was. And I'm the only one that knows. When he lay a-dying, as I do before ye now, he told me. But he'll never tell. Lesson they get the black spot on me. Unless you see that black dog again, or, or the man with one leg, Jim. But what is the black spot, Captain? Ah, the spot is a summons, matey. But you got to keep your weather eye open, Jimbo. And I'll share with you equals. Ugh. <sighs> <sighs> Oh, if ever a seaman wanted drugs, it's I. Oh, 
fifty men. What is that I know what I should have done, which was go and tell the doctor all of it. But I was young and afraid, and I would be a liar if I said I wasn't enamoured by the thoughts of a treasure so magnificent. But within a few days, he was calm again and was back to having his usual supply of rum, if not more. I had said before the captain was weak, and indeed seemed to grow even weaker. He never particularly addressed me at this time, and it is my belief that he had good as forgotten his promises. He had an alarming way now of drawing his cutlass when he was drunk, and he would let it rattle on the table before him. And so things passed for a week or so, until one day on a bitter, frosty afternoon, I was standing at the door for a moment when I saw someone slowly drawing near along the road. He was blind, for he tapped before him with a stick and wore a mouldy-looking cloth round his eyes and nose, and he was hunched over, either from age or weakness I knew not. He wore a massive, tattered old sea coat. I had never seen a more dreadful-looking figure in my life to that point. Will any kind friend inform a poor blind man who has lost the precious sight of his eyes in the gracious defense of our glorious country, England? Hello! Where or in what part of the country might I be now? Anyone? You're at the Admiral Benbow Inn, in Blackhill Cove, sir. Ah, I hear a voice. Will you give me your hand, young friend, and lead me in? Yes, sir. Now, boy, take me to the captain. Sir, on my word, I dare not. <laughs> take me straight in, or I'll break your arm. Uh, 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 sir, it is for yourself. I mean... The captain is not what he was. Another gentleman had... Come, now! March! I had never heard a voice so cruel, so cold, and so ugly. It frightened me more than the pain, and I obeyed him at once, walking straight in the door where the captain sat, dazed with rum. Lead me straight up to him, then, and when we're close, tell him. There's a friend for you, Bill. <clears throat> there... There's a friend for you, Bill. Hmm? Now, Bill, stay where you are. Even if I can't see, I can hear but a finger stirring. Hold out your left hand. Boy, take his left hand and bring it near my right. Bill, you close your hand round now. There, that's done now. <laughs> and he sprang up then with an athleticism I had never expected from his warped frame, and bolted out of the inn and down the road, out of sight. When I returned back to the captain, he stood there quivering, looking down sharply at his palm. Sir? Captain! Ten o'clock! Six hours! We'll do them yet! Captain! Captain! <coughs> but with that... He had fallen forward, face first, into the floor. 
I ran to him, and I called to my mother, but all our haste was in vain. Billy Bones had been struck dead. It was a curious thing to understand, for I had certainly never truly liked the man, though of late I had begun to pity him. But as soon as I saw that he was dead, I burst into tears. Hello everyone, James Wipert here. I am the creator and executive producer of Public Domain Players. I just wanted to say a quick thank you for listening to the show and let you know where you can find us online. Uh, we are on Instagram at Public Domain Players. We are on Twitter at Public Players. Uh, couldn't fit our whole name on that one. <laughs> Depending on where you're listening to this, we are also on Podbean. That's where the show is hosted. It's Public Domain Players. You can find us on there and follow us for more regular updates. And we are also on Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash publicdomainplayers. Stay tuned after the episode is over, and you will be able to hear a full breakdown of the cast list, um, everybody involved in the making of this production, and just a cool overview. It's nice to really be able to hear and give the appreciation to everybody who helps something like this come together. It, it really does take a full team. Um, I don't want to keep you for too much longer. So I won't. Just, if you can, please share the show with your friends. It's uh, friends and family. It's the only way that we really advertise. We don't pay for any advertising. So if you like it, please give us a good review and let people know to listen as well. Um, all right, here's the rest of the episode. I lost no time in telling my mother everything, which I should have done far earlier. We were at once in a difficult and dangerous position. Some of the captain's money was definitely due to us, but it was not likely that the captain's shipmates, least of all the two I had met, would be inclined to pay us his debts. The captain's order to mount up and ride to Dr. Livesey in this situation would have left my mother alone and defenseless, which I could never consider. Indeed, it seemed unsafe for either of us to remain in the house for any longer. With even the slightest noise, I was jumping in my skin with terror. The very house seemed haunted by approaching footsteps of people who were not there. Finally, we went out to town together as quickly as we could. What encouraged me was that the town was in the opposite direction of where the blind man had made his appearance. It was the candlelight hour now, and we went to every door we could trying to rally support, but no soul would return with us to defend the Admiral Benbow. The name of Captain Flint, though alien to me, was enough to carry a great weight of terror in all whom we spoke. My mother, bless her, would not back down from any house without making her feelings known. Please, sir, we need help. Uh, 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 we can't do anything, I'm afraid. If we do nothing, the whole of Captain Flint's crew will descend on the inn. It'll be the end of us. Uh, no, no, there's nothing we can do. If you don't dare, Jim and I do. Back we will go, and no thanks to you chicken-hearted men. And so we went back to the inn, as alone as we were when we had ventured out hours earlier. Time was quickly escaping us. We entered the front door, my mother holding a candle aloft, and we advanced forward. 
passing his body as we had left him, his eyes open and his arms stretched out. Draw down the blind, Jim. They might come and watch outside. Now we have to get that key off him, but who's to touch him, I'd like to know. I'll do it, Mum. Oh, Jim, I'm so sorry to have allowed any of this to come upon you. It's all right. I can manage. Go and search his pockets, then. I can't find it. Just an old compass. Well, perhaps... Perhaps it's around his neck, then? Aye, it is. And here's this. What that old sailor gave him. There's writing on him, Mum. Well, what's it say? You have till ten tonight. We best be quick, then. It's half six now. You've got the key? Mm Mm-hmm. Then upstairs, let's get that chest open. I'll never forget how strong my mum was then. A world falling down around her and determined as ever to get us through. We got upstairs with the key and there was the chest, looking like any other seaman's chest, with a large bee burned into the top corner. Give me the key. Let's see what we have then, hmm? Well, would you look at these clothes? He certainly never wore something this nice while he resided here, I'm sure. Now, Jim, help me look. There's two pistols, uh, some tobacco, ooh, some seashells. And there's a small bar of silver here. There's some papers. And... Wait, there's a bag with coins in it. Take it. I'll show these rogues I'm an honest woman. I'll take what I'm owed and not a farthing over. Hold it out now, Jim. I think that seems about right. Mum, do you hear that? Hmm? Mother, take the whole thing and let's be going. What are you talking about? I hear that old sailor outside, Mum. We need to go. I won't take but a fraction more than I'm owed, Jim. Give me just a moment more. Mum. I'll just take what I have, then. And I'll take this pack to square the count. Hello! Does anyone be at the inn now? I glanced aside out the window then, and what I saw frightened me to my core. There, gathered outside our inn, stood a group of about a dozen men, all as rough and worn as I'd ever seen. They carried weapons of all sorts, blades and guns, and two of them held torches aloft. And there, standing at the fore, right by our front door, was the blind old beggar from earlier. Mum, we need to get out. We can sneak through the back. Let's go. Down with the door! Aye, aye! sir. In! In! Mum! Bill's dead! Blast! Search him, you shirking lubbers, and the rest of you aloft to get his chest. Out the window, Jim. Be careful, but go. I'll be right behind you. I scrambled out the window then, my mother close behind, and we ran as fast as we could. We got down the lane and hid in the growth there, praying to not be spotted. Pew! They've been before us. Someone's turned out the chest already. Well... Is it there? There's money there. Curse the blasted money! Flint's fist! Is it there? We don't see it now, how? You down there by him. Is it on Bill? Bill's been hauled over already. There's nothing left. That's these people. That bloody boy. I wish I'd put his blasted eyes out. 
They were here not long ago. The door was bolted when I checked. Scatter, lads, and find them! Aye, Aye sir. Sir. let's go! Route the house! Burn it to the ground if you have to! And that they did. I watched as the smoke began to curl out of the windows, and then, before my very eyes, the flames licked the sides of the building, both from the inside and the outside. Everything my mother had worked her life for, aflame. I couldn't bear to look at her then, but I could hear the sobs she was working so hard to repress. They must be close by. They can't be far. Scatter and look for them, you dogs! You have your hands on thousands, you fools! And you hang a leg! You'd be rich as kings if you could find it! There wasn't one of you tired face, Phil, and I did, a blind man! If you had the pluck of a maggot in a biscuit, you would catch them still! They're not around the back! Bah! I know you're out there! We'll find you, and I'll get what I'm owed! We're owed then! You wouldn't be a lick closer without me! I'll take what's mine, and the rest split between y'all! Mum, we need to go before they get any closer! Quick then, let's get to Dr. Livesey, he'll know how to help. We ran again then, as quickly as we could, staying as close to the shadows as we could, not giving but a glance behind us. I heard them all continue to yell amongst themselves, and the clashing of the blades, and then... silence. I knew not if they had stopped, or if we had simply put too much distance between us. But I feared I would never return to the Admiral Benbow again. Well, Jim, Mrs. Hawkins, I'm glad you found your way here with nary a scratch on you. That certainly could have gone far worse. I hope you don't mind that I called Mr. Dance here to help us. As the town supervisor, I felt he had every right to help and assist us. Yes, sir. But was it just the money they were looking for? You said you found his coin purse? Yes, and took only what was owed to us, no more. But then what could they have been after, do you suppose? I think... I think it may have been this. I took it from his chest. What could this be, hmm? Mr. Dance, do you know of this flint? Heard of him? He was the bloodthirstiest buccaneer that sailed. Blackbeard himself was a child compared to Flint. The Spaniards were so afraid of him that I was sometimes proud he wasn't Englishman, I tell you. <laughs> I've seen his topsails with my very eyes off of Trinidad. Well, I've heard of him here in England, yes, but did he have money? Did he? Have you heard the story? What do these villains care for but money? For what would they risk their own cursed carcasses other than money? Well, we are about to find out, I expect. Jim, hand that here. Here you go, sir. Hmm. Oilskin. Supposing that this here item contains some clues to where Flint buried his treasure. Mr. Dance, how valuable would you claim this item to be? No amount that I can name, sir. If we indeed have the clue you talk about, I'll fit out a ship on Bristol Dock, and you and young Hawkins here can sail as long as you'd like to find the treasure, if it takes you years. Very well. Now, if Jim agrees, we'll open this packet up. Yes, sir. Here we have a book and a paper sealed on itself. Let us start with the book, then. Billy Bones his fancy, it says here. He had that tattooed on his arm. 
Well, at least we know it was his then. It looks to be... bookkeeping, mostly. A good deal of transactions. 12th of June, 1745. £70 due to... Someone, I can't quite read who. Why, I can't make heads or tails of this. Come now, Doctor. It's that black-hearted hound's account book. These crosses here, look, they stand for the names of ships or perhaps towns that he's plundered. These sums are his share of the take. Ah, right. And the amounts increase, I suppose, as he rose in rank. A thrifty man. He was not one to be cheated, it seems. Well, let's have a look at the other one, then. It looks to be a map. Seems to be about nine miles long by this scale. Maybe five across. There's a hill in the centre, marked as the Spyglass. And these three red crosses across the island. Next to this one, it says... Bulk of treasure here. My word! Sir, if you would, it looks to be inscribed on the back as well. Quite right. Good eyes, Jim. It says here, Tall tree, spyglass shoulder, bearing a point to the north of north-northeast. Skeleton island east-southeast, ten feet. The bar silver is in the north cache. You can find it ten fathoms south of the black crag with the face on it. Hmm. The arms are easy found in the sand hill, north point of North Inlet Cape bearing east and a quarter north. And it's signed here at the bottom. J.F. Captain Flint? My word. Dr. Livesey, you are to give up your practice at once. Tomorrow I will set out to Bristol, and in two weeks, nay, in ten days' time, I will have a ship and the choicest crew in England. I will book passage for you. And young Hawkins here will come along as cabin boy. You'll make a fine cabin boy, Jim, with your permission, Mrs. Hawkins. I'm not sure I could stop him if I wanted to. You want to go, don't you, Jim? Me? Finding Flint's treasure? And who else? You're the one to find the map. It's only right you go along. We'll have favorable winds, quick passage, and not the least difficulty in finding the spot. Not with these to guide us. <laughs> I'll go. Yes. Jim will be a credit to the very undertaking. There's only one man I'm afraid of. And who's that? Name the dog, sir. You, I'm afraid. You cannot hold your tongue, and we cannot have anyone knowing the true purpose of our journey. Me? Ha! I'll be as silent as the grave. We are not the only men who know of this paper's existence. These fellows who attack the inn tonight, they are sure to return. And once they get wind that someone is headed for this island, they're sure to head there after us. I fear that you must remain here, both for our safety and for the safety of Mrs. Hawkins. I can take care of myself, then. Oh, I know how able you are, but if these men come back, I fear for the worst. I beg you, Mr. Dance. Right, then. I'll book your passage, but I will remain here in town. I know a man in Bristol, a squire named Mr. Trelawney, who will serve us well in financing the expedition, for the good of the voyage and for the good of us all. Jim, we are to stick together. Neither of us go anywhere alone until we get to sea. From first to last, not one of us can breathe a word of what we found.
Hi everybody, James here again. Thank you for listening to this episode, it really does mean a lot to us. Alright, let's jump into our credits. Treasure Island is adapted from the novel by Robert Louis Stevenson, written by myself, James Wipert, and directed by myself. It is produced by myself and David Coonan. This episode stars, in order of appearance, Larry Oblander as Adult Jim, Michael Bradley as Billy Bones, Kira McFarland as Young Jim, Matt Creason as Pew, Kate Fallon as Mrs. Hawkins, William Barreto as Pirate One, Tim Simpson as Pirate Four, Emily Booza as Pirate Three, Joe Azari as Pirate Two, Tiffany Renee Bear as Dr. Livesey, and Patrick Kogan as Mr. Dance. You can find out more about all of those people in the description, as well as links to their various websites or social media accounts. The Public Domain Players logo, as well as the Treasure Island logo, were designed by Bad Otter Design House. You can find them on Instagram at bad.otter. You can find us online. We are on Instagram at Public Domain Players. We are on Twitter at Public Players. And uh, you can support us on Patreon if you so desire. It is patreon.com slash public domain players. There's a lot of cool rewards there. You get early access to all the episodes. Depending on the tiers, you get uh, downloadable copies of the script. You get um, looks into behind-the-scenes things, like looks into notebooks and notes and casting announcements and stuff. All that before anybody else does. It's really cool. We've got a couple different tiers from a dollar up to, I think, $20. Um, if you like the show... Please leave us a good review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening, but Apple Podcasts is the one that really helps it pop up and appear. So please leave a good review, leave a good comment, um, and share it with your friends and family. We do not pay to advertise the show at all, so it spreads solely on word of mouth, and it's been doing pretty well by that so far. So if you like it, like I said, please just share it out there, tell people, hey, listen to this cool podcast. That's about all for now. Um, We are officially through our first two episodes. That is Act 1, per se, of Treasure Island. Stay tuned. We'll be back in two weeks with our next episode. And once again, thank you for listening.